Father, we pray that you would indeed speak to us now. Help us to see Jesus for who he is and help us to trust him. For we ask it in his precious name. Amen. It won't be long until Jamie starts to do jigsaw puzzles. And starting with uh, you, the ones with a small number of big pieces, uh, and then eventually working his way through and moving on uh, to the smaller pieces, but loads of them, uh, he'll build up those puzzles until he's able to see the finished picture. At the start, there's just a, a, a jumbled pile of pieces, but by the end, well, the picture is clear and obvious. Now, normally, uh, when you're building up a jigsaw puzzle, you can see the picture on the box. You know what you're working your way towards, uh, but it's much harder uh, if you're trying to build it without knowing what it's meant to look like. And that's sort of what's happening in this section of Mark's Gospel. The disciples have been asking, who is Jesus? And they've got lots of puzzle pieces, and they're trying to piece together just who Jesus really is. But they haven't quite managed it yet. They've seen Jesus heal people and drive out demons and teach and calm the wind and the waves with a word and raise a dead girl and so much more. They've got all these pieces, all these clues, but they haven't put them together yet. They haven't joined the dots. I don't need to tell you that it's much harder to get things done when you're sleep deprived or even just very tired. Jigsaws or normal everyday life or even just thinking straight is more difficult when you haven't slept. And that's what we see here in today's Bible reading. It would be good if you have it open uh, on page 1009 of the Pew Bibles. You see, the disciples are getting more puzzle pieces to put together and more clues as to who Jesus is, but they still can't work it out. And all the more so because of everything that's been happening. I'm sure you've had days when you get to the end of them and you think, did all that happen in just one day? Have you ever had a day like that? Yeah. Uh, so much going on, so much that you've been through, and it was all in one 24-hour period. Well, put yourself into the sandals of the disciples for a moment or two. Earlier in Mark chapter 6, they had been sent out by Jesus to teach and heal and drive out demons, the same things that Jesus himself had been doing. And at the start of this day in question, uh, in verse 30, uh, in chapter 6, they had come back to Jesus and reported all that they had been doing. But there were so many people around uh, that Jesus, caring for the disciples, 
took them by boat to what was going to be a quiet place to get some rest. Except the crowds were there before them and it was as busy as ever around Jesus. So Jesus cared for the crowds as the good shepherd for these sheep without a shepherd. And then cared for the crowd using the disciples as he fed the 5,000 men plus women and children from just five loaves and two fish. So if you've put yourself in the disciples' sandals, your feet are probably warm and sore and maybe even a bit sweaty. After you've been walking through this big crowd, catering for all their needs, bringing them bread and fish until they're full. And there's no break afterwards, as we see in verse 45 of our reading. Dinner has been served, the clearing up has happened, they gathered 12 baskets of leftovers. And then verse 45, immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. So they get in the boat, but it's not one of those cruise liners with good food and some entertainment and sun loungers aplenty. No, they're in a wee boat in a big store. Look at verse 48. Jesus is on the land, having been praying alone on the mountain, and he sees the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. This isn't row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. This is row hard, straining at the oars, trying to make progress against a strong headwind. Perhaps you've been in one of those winds recently uh, with all these storms that are coming and you you just try to walk down the street and the wind is blowing you. Uh, Imagine in a boat after all they've already been through that day. And then around the fourth watch of the night between three o'clock in the morning and six o'clock in the morning, they catch a glimpse of something seemingly walking on the lake. Now, tiredness might make you hallucinate, but they all see this figure. Uh, Could it be a ghost? And they cried out because they were terrified. But it wasn't a ghost. It was Jesus walking on the water. Now that should be a big clue as to who Jesus is because as we've established with the boys and girls earlier it's just not possible for any of us to walk on water except if it's frozen into ice perhaps. But it's definitely not icy here. The disciples were straining at the oars and also it isn't calm and flat because the wind is up and the waves are rough and yet Jesus is walking on the water. There are two other clues to Jesus' identity in the way that Mark tells this story. Look again at the end of verse 48. I wonder, did you notice this when it was read for us by Mary a few moments ago? Verse 48 says, 
uh, in the middle of it. About the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them. What's that about? Jesus is out walking on the lake and he wasn't even going to the boat. He was going to pass by them. Now that seems strange, doesn't it? Doesn't seem to be what we would expect. But that's an echo of something that happened a few times in the Old Testament to Moses and Elijah when God passed by them, showing them his glory. So in Exodus chapter 34, the glory of the Lord passed by Moses as God's name and character were revealed to him. The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. And in our reading from 1 Kings 19, the Lord passes by the disheartened prophet Elijah, revealing his presence and recommissioning him for service. In each case, the encounter is marked by the Lord passing by, revealing his identity and his glory. And that's what Jesus is doing here. That's what Jesus is revealing here as he is about to pass by the frightened disciples. But there's one more clue, one more puzzle piece for the disciples, and that's in what Jesus says to them in verse 50. Look at it with me. It says, immediately he spoke to them and said, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Now those are words of reassurance, words of comfort, words that we often find when someone in the Bible meets with God, when God appears to them and will say, do not be afraid. But the middle phrase, It is I, has a deeper meaning. You see, Jesus isn't just saying, it's okay, I'm here, it's me. He is saying that, but there's more going on. You see, the words that he uses there literally mean, I am. I am. The way that God introduces himself to Moses in Exodus 3 at the burning bush. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Do you see at the puzzle pieces that they're holding in their hands? Jesus has fed people miraculously, giving them bread in a remote place, just as God did back in Exodus chapter 16. Jesus has walked on the water, which is something only God can do. Jesus was about to pass by, which is what God did in the Old Testament. And Jesus uses God's name as his own name, as he says, I am. The disciples have all the puzzle pieces. They have enough now to put it all together and to work it out. It seems so obvious and yet they still don't get it 
they still can't grasp who Jesus is. Why is that? Why is it that when you've talked to a friend and you've told them about Jesus and you've answered their questions and explained about who he is and why he came and how much he loves them and you've been praying for them for a long time and yet they still don't grasp it for themselves. Why is it? Why do people sometimes not get it even when it seems plain and clear and obvious? Well, look at what Mark tells us. Starting in verse 51, bottom of the page. They were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. The disciples had all the information they needed, but they still don't get it because their hearts are hardened. It's not that they couldn't see. It's that they wouldn't see. Even when they had been a part of the miracle, had seen Jesus in action up close, they still weren't getting it. Perhaps you're getting frustrated with the disciples by now. Or perhaps you're getting frustrated with your friends or your family who just aren't getting it. Yet here we see that Jesus is patient with these slow learners. He doesn't give up on them. He continues to show who he is bit by bit, step by step. And we ought to give thanks for that. Because we too can be slow to learn. Slow to recognise who Jesus is. So what pieces of the puzzle do you have? Which Bits of Jesus' identity have you seen and heard? And how do you put them together? Are you forming at this picture of exactly who Jesus is? The irony of the very last verses of our reading today is that while the disciples still don't recognise Jesus for who he is, the people of Gennesaret, people who haven't been up close and personal in the midst of the storm. People who haven't seen Jesus walk on water, they know exactly who he is. They recognise him, verse 54, and immediately run through the region to bring everyone who was sick. They recognise Jesus, even if just as him, while the disciples are still struggling to work him out. Today, as we baptise Jamie, you're doing a great job there, Christopher, he's sleeping well. This morning as we baptise Jamie, our prayer is that he will grow up to get to know Jesus, to recognise him as his saviour and God and friend. And it's our prayer for each of us here today. We don't need to have absolutely everything worked out and every detail absolutely covered before we commit to him. Hopefully the puzzle pieces that we do have show us enough of Jesus to know that he is Jesus, the Christ, 
the Son of God, who came to save us. Jesus, who still speaks those words of comfort and assurance because he has paid the penalty for our sins. He has died on the cross to save us. As he comes to say to us in our distress, take courage, I am. Don't be afraid. Together, we are getting to know Jesus better as we encourage one another and help one another to grow in faith in God, in knowledge of God, and love for God. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you Uh, for this picture of the Lord Jesus. Thank you that we see uh, that he is God as he walks on water, as he comes to save. Father, we pray for Jamie and for each one of us that we would indeed see Jesus for who he is, and place our trust in him. For we ask it in his precious name. Amen.